0: Jesus never left out the women, you know, in his ministry, when he ministered, he said, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointing me to heal the brokenhearted. He didn't say brokenhearted men. It says the brokenhearted, right? That's Dr. Marina McLean, who builds
1: up women for the kingdom. Keep listening to hear her strong message on why women are so important to ministry. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in season three, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Enjoy and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Dr. Marina McLean is a keynote speaker, recording artist, songwriter, and award-winning author. London-born of Jamaican descent, her angelic voice captivates crowds and ushers in the true presence of God. She's most known for her work supporting women entrepreneurs in the faith community. And just what is the Mega Women Project? You'll find out soon. Here's Dr. McLean. Dr. Marina McLean. Hi, how are you?
0: I am fine, thank you. What a pleasure to be with you, Yvette.
1: Well, thank you so much for appearing on the show. And I know that you are a busy, busy lady. Uh, You have so many things going on. Uh, I always like to say full disclosure when I know someone that I'm talking to. So we are actually a part of Shwima, which stands for Christian Women and Media. Association, and it's a wonderful group. Uh, You are head of the international division. Is that right?
0: I am. Yes.
1: Just one of your many hats.
0: (laughs) Just one. Just one. As as, as you've discovered about me.
1: Oh, so true. So true. So I know you from there, uh, but we had never met in person until recently Mm -hmm. when we like ships in the night passed by each other <laughs> at the at the National uh, Religious Broadcasters Association. We were both doing stuff and we didn't get a chance
0: to to chat, but we saw each other in person, which was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and and just said hi, hello. We must catch up, and and here we are catching up uh, virtually.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I love it. I mean, I, I I hate how we have come to use this this new technology. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad, but I'm glad we have it. I mean, I'm so glad yes. that we have it. It's wonderful. So uh, I just, you know, you're, you are a, just a beautiful woman of God and you are involved in so many different ways. And so uh, I wanted to talk about your, your ministry. I wanted to talk about all the things that you are doing, because when I think of you, I think of you not only as a kingdom builder, but as someone who really uplifts women.
0: Yes. That's, so.
1: that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's your space, you know? Yes. And so, and I love that about you. And so I want to talk about that. Uh And I also want to talk about something called mega women praying. We're going to get to yes. that in a minute. <laughs> yes, I do. But, uh, but let's talk about you a little bit. So if people who are probably listening now notice that maybe uh there's a lovely lilt to your voice, that maybe it's, yes. it's different from mine, certainly.
0: Uh-huh. And <laughs> so, so, so um, I, 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 I'm, I was originally born in London um, to Jamaican parents. Um, both, both my husband and I, uh, are. I like to distinguish ourselves by saying we are first generational born in London. We, both, uh, both of our families have um, older siblings that were born in Jamaica, but I'm first born um, in London. And then we started a ministry there. We got married there. We had our children there. And then moved to the states. So, I, so those of you that are listening, I live in Dallas, Texas. I reside in Dallas, Texas, and we we get to travel all around the United States of America. We travelled overseas before we came here to the states, and so it's just been um, an extension of what God is doing through us being here in the states. So that's that's the real concise version of uh, of my upbringing.
1: Okay. And um, what I what I love about you is that whenever I see you, you are, you know, just glowing and you are <laughs> uplifting. I mean, that's just what I think about. And and so uh, and obviously you I mean, so if if you don't know this about this woman and I should have mentioned this first, probably she's got a beautiful voice. She is a I mean, she you know, she she leads I'm not sure if you would call yourself a worship leader, but she leads worship like nobody I have I have heard. Beautiful uh-huh. voice. Uh, when you go to her website um, you can you can you can listen and, and find ways to to get a lot of her uh, her recordings but just gorgeous. So what I'd like to know about you is, have you always been Christian? What was your faith walk like?
0: So um I wouldn't say've always been Christian, but I grew up in a Christian home. And um, being the first girl, my dad instilled in me that um, he wasn't going to let me slip. <laughs> so that so I would be the example for the others. I've got three brothers that are older than I'm, I'm first girl and two sisters. And so I've grown up in church. But even though I've grown up in church, literally, um, between the ages of 14 to 16 is when I would say that I got really serious about God. Um, those of you that understand um, convention time in church I'm old I'm old school real old school so all our summers which was six weeks holiday in London was all church that's all we did we went from different church to different church and it's all conventions for the whole five seven days of the week was was, was church and so during the summertime between the ages of 14 to 16 I'd give my heart to the Lord and I'd go down Um, cry, receive salvation, repent. And at Christmas, I'll be just like, where is God? (laughs) And I did that. that was my cycle of life for two to three years. And then at 17, that's when I say I got really saved. And because I got saved, I got filled with the spirit and got baptized all within three months. And I did that outside of our church tradition. And our church tradition is that you get saved Old school, you get sanctified. You know, um, you cry, and then you lead up to being filled in the spirit. Uh, you get baptized and then filled in the spirit. Well, I did all of that within three months, and so I just had this. I've always loved the Word of God. Gone to Sunday school, um, old, old school Sunday school, where you know that you learned the same thing in the young people's class that you did in the adult class, and so just had this this love for the Word of God and love for the presence of God. But my church that I went to um, knew the presence, but didn't um, experience miracles because my husband's church was in um, part of our, what we call a uh, league of churches. When we went to his church, when his church hosted anything, we would see miracles, we'd see deliverance, we'd hear speaking in tongues, and we, then we'd come back to our church and it was just, we had the presence. And so that's that was, um, that was my love. And scariness about the presence of God. God scared me to, to, to know him. I, I wanted to understand the speaking in tongues. I wanted to understand being slain in the spirit because we never saw that at our church. And then um, uh, my parents, my, especially my mom, introduced me to Maurice Sorello, and um who's passed away now. But Maurice Sorello, in those early years in London, demonstrated the supernatural so. In my church, I had a love for the word. And then um, with Marcella and through my mom, I had this experience about seeing the power of God. And I think as as old school as that foundation was, that's what's kept me today. And so that's how solidified my faith was and still is in God.
1: If you're listening to the show, you're already a member of the Positively Joy family. But now you can actually join our new membership levels and support the show while getting bonus content and free merch. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to learn more. Since you're living here now, I wonder if you see this similarity in the churches of the United States. So for example, there's there's the Catholic faith, and I was mm-hmm. raised Catholic. So I was you know, baptized as a baby, went to Catholic school, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, but then we have Protestants, you know, we have Baptists, we have Presbyterians, mm-hmm. we have Episcopal, we have, you know, and then we have other other faiths too. Yeah. And some, like maybe like your first church, are more with the presence. Yes. And others celebrate the supernatural a little bit more. Yeah. Have you so uh-huh. have you seen that since you've been living here?
0: Oh, oh yeah. And it's and it's even in London still, because um you have the Catholic Church, right? For us, the most prominent church was the Church of England. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you just maybe more like your um, Episcopal, Episcopal Church, yeah. Here and so you have a lot of the what they, the, the liturgy, um, mm-hmm. the the reading of the the reading of the, the psalms, the reading of the scriptures, the reading of the prayers, right? And and but getting the word into you just from the priest. In our case, it was the the vicar. Um, that's the that's the traditional church. And I I still see that here. That's why I think um, we've been able to transcend across the different denominations because both Randy and I have experienced that in our own um, growth naturally in church and then um, being really pushed out into the the supernatural. So we bring that balance type of thing because some people don't want to experience the supernatural because they're just like, you know, it's too freaky, uh, you know, it's, 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 two way out there it's kind of new agey and so because of how we've been brought up we know how to i think the right word is marry it with wisdom and 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 demonstration and then seeing that we are consistently walking and living this life because you know i've been in the gospel now over 41 years mm. saved and, and still still talking about jesus still demonstrating him still um creating an atmosphere for people to experience God um, without me having to touch them. We, we see miracles now in this stage of, of our lives um, without laying hands, just getting people into the presence and or causing others to lay hands and pray for them um, and making, making it the book of Acts and the book of Ephesians um, gospel, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, been really, it's been really interesting and challenging all at the same time. Wow.
1: Wow. So now I, I am seeing women uh, more involved in the church and I'm using yes. the, the kind of the, the wide, broad mm-hmm. term of church. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. In a way that I have not seen before. Mm-hmm. And certainly I know that you are an uplifter of women. So talk a little bit about why women, why it's important for women to have a role uh, in, in in faith organizations or in the mm-hmm. church.
0: Um, well, let me start by saying um, that growing up in both the church that I grew up in, um, and equating that even to the modern times, especially the the Southern Baptists who still vote that I know of, um, should women be uh, participating in leadership? I mean, that's taken from the Paul writings, right? Um, w- where um, I would not have a woman teach, um, because um, in those days. That's why I have to give you this little history. In those days, women weren't educated. You know, women didn't learn the Torah. Women didn't learn the law. And if they did, they learned it from their husbands in private. When the church opened up, and and Paul had this revelation, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female. That opened it up for everyone to receive. And and then, what you receive freely, you receive freely. You give right, and so this opened up and the leadership to women teaching. You saw that with Aquila and Priscilla, there were times where he listed Priscilla first um, over Aquila. So you know that there were times that she taught um, Paul, the apostle Paul and not just their husband. So that's the the history, right? Today, you look at women on every spectrum, be, be it in the corporate, or be it in the church, mm-hmm. and you see that women are educated. You see that women can hold responsibility. You you don't just see them as the nurturing housewife, but you see them holding roles where they where they make the what I call the executive decisions. So that they have that capability, and so you watch God do so many things, and and then you have to understand Jesus never left out the women, you know, True. in his ministry, when he ministered, he said, I came, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointing me to heal the brokenhearted." hearted. It didn't say brokenhearted men. It says the brokenhearted, Right. And, and the first, everybody preaches is the first missionary was Mary. Go tell, go tell what you, go, go tell what you've seen. Go, go tell that I am risen. And so you, you see that, um, come now to full circle where women are standing in this pivotal role you know we used to debate could women be called bishops we used to debate could women be called apostles and if women were called prophets they that title wasn't really um accepted uh, on a broad scale and now that now you really see it accepted on a broad scale so there are ceilings that we pull down but it's been the wisdom. It's been the character and it's been the endorsement of God's presence and word in these these multifaceted women that have have sprung forth.
1: Amen. And in Shwema, which again is Christian Women in Media, um, talk about that organization and the role
0: that these women play. So, Christian Women in Media, we are in 15 uh, cities here in the United States. We are in three active countries in um, overseas. Our president is Sue Ellen Roberts, who God gave her this vision and this mandate uh, it's almost 20 years ago now. And we are women. We're in film. We are in um, all facets of media, authors, publishers, uh, adaptive filmmakers, musicians, um, authors. Come on, podcasters. Uh, so every facet of media, um, women represent women are represented in that in Christian women in media. And it's a networking bunch of ladies. I mean, exceptional uh, standards, exceptional characters. And the unique thing is we love sharing knowledge. We love encouraging others. You know, if we discovered uh, our friend has uh, is the Amazon bestseller or the New York bestseller. You'll see us posting and reposting and sharing each other on. It's because we believe that the kingdom needs our collaboration, is my word. It, it needs our ability to network. And as the Bible says, how will they know that, that, that we are one? Because we have love one for another. And it's very, very visible that we do have love one for another.
1: And it's true, isn't it, that women are uniquely suited to do this. I mean, personally, I think even over over men, we're uniquely suited to nurture, to lift each Mm -hmm. other up. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very natural thing that comes to many women.
0: And we bond, not only that, I find out we bond on the simplest things, <laughs> <laughs> you know. We can bond over hair conditioning. We can bond over the over lipstick. We can bond over what tea you're drinking. Oh, let me I'll, let me send you the link where you can get this tea. We bond over the simplest and, and little things that just fascinates men. You know, they look and think you bonded over that. You had a whole conversation over that because um, it's in, it's innate to share knowledge, you know, and the Bible not only says, um, I've had that men would should not be alone. I think women should not be alone too, because we do so well. And I know it's human nature, not just women. We do so well when we collaborate and endorse each other, affirm each other, we do much better.
1: Mm, Amen. So I promised we would talk about this. Let's talk about Mega Women Praying. And (laughs) now listeners, you know, the listeners missed last night's episode. Uh, But talk about that. And will we see that again?
0: Oh, yes. So Mega Women Praying is really an extension of the Mega Women Conference. When um, we couldn't meet last year because of COVID, I was like, how am I going to stay in contact with these ladies? And God put it on my heart to do Mega Women Praying. But Let me tell you first what Mega Women is. Mega Women uh, tagline is you are a hidden economy. And I create this platform with other entrepreneurs um, to really help women discover what their entrepreneurship is. I call it your currency. Discover what your currency is. What is your ability to make money and to be profitable in it? And then I just create this arena where we're sharing knowledge, we're encouraging each other, we're sharing resources. And Mega Women Praying is birthed by let's help you not only give you the strategy, but let's help you pray. And let me bring women who are already entrepreneurs, who already have a heart for women to pray. And so we've just watched this community just keep growing. There's people, um, Yvette, that I've got to know um, by them Joining my page, going on my page, um, sharing with me what they're doing, sharing with me what their entrepreneurship is. I I bring them on to an interview, and it just grows from there. I, I just keep introducing them to the mega women community, and they are so shocked by that. You know, I said because we all need an outlet. We all we all need to uh, have somebody. Affirm what we're doing and, and introduce us to a broader network, so that we can have a wider net worth. And and so they are just loving that. No no biasness, no pretense. What what do you want from me? Nothing. Just to see you evolve. Just to see you grow.
1: Wow. And and how long ago did that start? I know I know the 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 praying started from the conference, but how long ago? Mm-hmm.
0: And three. This this will be the third year of mega women it started in september in new york and then the following year i did uh, i said to the lord i'm going to do two conferences so i did four <laughs> <laughs> he blessed so, you <laughs> yeah me more like oh my gosh and then uh so actually september come would be the fourth year and then then last year was a third year and so we did it virtual and then this year we did um Started off virtual and in-person with the one in um, May. We're going to do a a virtual one coming up probably for October. And then next year, hopefully go back to virtual and in-person. So it's just been phenomenal just to see um, the new companies that have come both out of this, um, how women are exchanging information and helping each other those that have had their, for example, there's one, when we did it in Las Vegas, to a predominantly Hispanic audience, because those of you that are brand new to me, we have a huge Hispanic following and a huge Asian following. So when I did it in Las Vegas, it was predominantly um, the Hispanic community that came out and supported it, which was to them was very unusual that um, African-American would, the African American, till they hear me speak, would collaborate in this way. And one lady who had a restaurant um, got while she was there at the conference. That remember this is before COVID hit. A year later, God told her to um, to do her meats as um, pre seasoned, so that people would come and buy the whole meal and take it home and cook. So she started doing this, found a company who would package it for her. So when COVID hit, she was already ahead of the curve. And, wow. and t- talk about repurposing. That's just one testimony of many. And I love talking about her because she was just like, I don't know how this is gonna be about. She's trying to explain to me in Spanish while somebody's interpreting. I said, follow God. That's that clearly that's the ring of follow God. And we just watch how God has impacted these women. And Yvette, my theme for these women is that you are kingdom builders. God needs us to be, because there's a new market, you've seen it, that's emerging, right? Yes. It's digital. Um, the, the movement of money has become digital. So if you only think of your community, you are going to miss out. If you only think I'm a black entrepreneur for black people, you are going to miss out. If you only think that you're for the Hispanic community, you are going to miss out because www means worldwide web. And that's, that's where our mindsets got to go.
1: Mm, absolutely. And you will notice this when you go to her website
0: and what, what is your website address? And um, so there's two, but I'm going to give you megawomen.org and then there's drmarinamclean.com.
1: <laughs> so when you go to drmarinamclean.com, uh, Marina I noticed right away that you have uh, some of your materials bundled. Mm-hmm. So that's a great savings, guys. So go check out that. But you could buy the bundle. I saw English translation, uh-huh. and then I saw Spanish translation. Yes,
0: ma'am. And yes. That, but,
1: but, and it wasn't I guess for me it wasn't the fact that you had it but it was so prominently displayed mm-hmm. yeah. right on your homepage and so yeah. I you know that that tells me that you really believe what you say.
0: Oh yeah. You're reaching oh, out yeah. to
1: lots of different people and I think you're right in this day and age we it's important for us to reach out to a multi-ethnic multicultural mm-hmm. audience um mm-hmm. Because as you said, people are out there. We can easily find them digitally and yeah. they have money to spend like everybody else. So, yep. so yep. And, and not only just that, but they need, I think what we do and the reason why we're doing it, obviously entrepreneurial, you you do obviously want to make money. That's important. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we believe that that is that God wants us to provide, whatever it oh. is.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because we have this, Command from him, right? Go Mm -hmm. ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And today, um, the virtual ability to touch somebody in their time zone while you are sitting, uh, we are on the same time zone, you and I, Oklahoma and Texas, right? But we have the ability to touch the UK, to touch Africa in the same time zone that we're in. If one thing that the global pandemic did, it made us all react to a circumstance that was happening in everybody's now. We were all reacting at the same time. There was no delayed reaction. It was sharing knowledge. For the first time, nobody was saying, uh, the United States was saying, I'm not sharing knowledge with the UK. I'm not sharing knowledge with Italy. We were Our scientists were all sharing knowledge Together, because we're reacting to the same thing together. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: that was that should speak to the church.
1: Oh, absolutely, so true. You know, and then you'll get a little reminder. Like I like I got a reminder last week that I was on the charts in Zimbabwe, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know, (laughs) it's just okay. I hadn't really thought about that. That's just so Uh, cool. uh You get these little reminders from God. Says so you know, hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing, or yes. or try new things, or maybe this oh is an audience you need to think about. Yes. Or yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's really wonderful. Um. So let's talk about your music because because oh. that's an I mean that's another thing I think I think of you I think about your music. Uh-huh. Um, how, so I know you got into music probably early, you know, you yeah. had a, you had a church, you know, church life at home. Did uh-huh. you start, did you start singing early? Cause you have such a beautiful voice.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about this just, just the other day, uh, um, somebody asked me a question. I said, if my mom was still alive, she'll tell you that Maureen has been singing from she was two years old, listening to the radio, <laughs> uh, and singing in church at four, uh, standing saying, um, what's it, um. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I know, old school, right? (laughs) And then I did uh, school choirs and conference choirs. And and then when my husband started, when I started working with my husband at the age of 17 and 18, we were doing our own youth conferences. So he was the main speaker and I was his worship leader. (laughs) That's how long ago that is. And that that would be 41 years uh, this coming September. Right? We've been married oh. 38 years. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. So, so, but um, so when you come to um, and buy my music, even on iTunes, Marina McLean, on YouTube, Marina McLean, um, all the Spotify's Amazon, all those um, platforms, one of the things that you'll see is the albums are the songs are written by me, four albums. Songs are written by me. Every song is written by me, or my son Caleb heather uh, was on two of the albums with me and um i didn't start writing songs until we started our church somebody reminded me of this in an interview when they asked me this question is when copyright laws started happening and you couldn't you could sing a church hymn because those weren't copyrighted at that time so you could before Rennie goes to speak you could sing a church hymn and uh, you'd be fine with that there'd be nobody coming after you for money and um so the challenge was to pick a song just before he came on to introduce him so you could sing in the background and 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 the holy spirit would just drop a song in me and so that's so that's where that started from and to where it's grown to where it is now and when you come to our conferences people will tell me, I don't know any of these songs. And I say to them, that's because they were written by me. And some of them were written right here on the spot during the <laughs> conference. And, and you wouldn't know because my team, I praise them all the time, are phenomenal. And um, the ones that I have at home for our own conferences here in Dallas. When I go to another church, this is talking about music. I love worshipers, And there's the difference between worshipers and those that are... Um, write songs for entertaining, or you know that, that yeah. special soloist. Um, because worshippers, what we do in private, when you join with another worshipper, it's just innate. <laughs> they 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 go where you're going. They go to those highs. They go to those lows. You can you can stop and say what are you what are you hearing? And they they come in with the next verse. They they they, we, they build the bridge of the song. And so that's the type of people that I'm around and even if I'm meeting them for the first time once they start I just go oh yes I know I, I know where we're going and the Spanish churches I've just loved it because I come in and I will sing and I keep it simple I will sing a simple song in Spanish and they say so you know Spanish I say, a little um, but one of our songs that is a lot of people's favorite is "Para Encontrar." Toda tu gloria para encontrar Toda tu gloria para encontrar Toda tu gloria allí es donde estar to encounter your presence is the english version and they just go absolutely crazy because here is somebody that's bringing them into my intimacy with the Lord, but using their words. And it's it's like the book of Acts. We hear the gospel in our language. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: Wow. I'm so glad you just broke out singing like that because I (laughs) wanted you to, but I said, no, I'm not going to ask her to sing. (laughs) That's wonderful. I do have another question that is, um, you know, you talked about building your team, and and you've got this great team. And I think that those of us who are, you know, maybe beginning to try yeah. to uh, to do what God tells us to do, um, who are trying to get out there, collaborate, mm-hmm. meet people, network. How do you build a team like that? Like, how are you able to to build the team that you are so comfortable with now?
0: Patience is the right word, um, and um, I would say the ability, start with people who have the ability, this is a phrase that you'll get to see what you are saying. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And because there's some people you've got to explain things in depth to. Don't bother, because you'll be explaining things till Jesus comes. And it will just, and it will just take it from me, it will just frustrate you. Mm -hmm. And building a team. Perfectionists like you to give them time. I like things done now. and um, and I've learned especially with people that are around me, you've got to give them time because the phrase is your emergency is not my priority. And and um perfectionist people are like that, honey. That's an emergency, but you're not that's not my priority. My priority too is to do this right, and so you've just got to learn um who can see where you're headed. Some people can only see your now. So then just keep them in your now. And a valuable, a valuable key that I've learned from doing conferences um, that I I tell all young entrepreneurs and and young leaders, when you have your team, just give them one job. You multitask, but give them one job. Mm. Because they've got to be able to go above your expectation. I call it the three mindset, slave, servant, and friend. Discover who are your slaves will only do what you ask them to do and no more. Mm. Discover who your servants are. They will do things ahead of you. You know, Uh, they they know you you need this done. They've already got it ready for you, you know, Uh, and, and they don't need to be praised. And then your friend will go over and above duty. They will go the last mile and then give you the extra mile. They'll, they'll come in 30 minutes before you can get everything set up for you. You just walk in and just like, oh my gosh, everything's ready. That's your team.
1: This is some masterclass stuff right here.
0: <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking your time. Oh, yeah. This has been wonderful.
0: Bless you. This has been amazing. Thank you so much.
1: So no, definitely, let's make sure people know how to find you. Yep. So we know you have your two websites. Tell us again.
0: It's drmarinamaclean.com and megawomen.org. And then you can find me on Facebook or Instagram as drmarina You can find me on um iTunes, Amazon, wherever music is played, um Marina McLean.
1: Excellent. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you
0: Thank you. We have to do this again. This is lovely.
1: <laughs> yes, I would love it. <laughs> All right. Take care.
0: Thank you so much. Bless you.
1: Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.